Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Some Bullshit, a podcast where we talk about current events, life's misfortunes, and anything else that makes you say that's some bullshit. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, we highly encourage you to check out our first episode where we introduce ourselves and have a spirited discussion about Caleb's struggles with eating food. This week, we're going to talk about Oregon's interesting drug laws, why apps and games suck, and false hopes. Recently, I don't know as of when, I forget when exactly this happened. Starting February like 1st, month. the article says. So February 1st of 2021, um, all drugs, pretty much all drugs, will become decriminalized in, in Oregon. And essentially what that means is like you will no longer go to jail uh, or go to go to prison for possession of previously illegal substances. So the the article I have up here, which will be linked to the show notes, has a uh, examples of like less than one gram of heroin, uh, less than one gram, five pills of MDMA, uh, less than two grams of methamphetamine, stuff like that. It'll all be pretty much equal to like a traffic ticket instead of jail, which is insane. It sounds like they're just teaching people control. Just less than one gram uh, of it. <laughs> <laughs> just limit yourself. Just moderate. Yeah, I mean, a gram of all those things is still pretty. Yeah, but potent. here's where it gets yeah. interesting. It says forty units of LSD. I don't. I, that means that's a that's a measurement of like volume. Uh-huh. Is that? But is that like a tab or a what? But what? How much volume? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know because you can say like, in in pharmacology, you can say like units. It's not very specific, but that's units fair. are usually related to like one cc. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That that's at least something that we can go off of. Yeah, <laughs> it makes some kind of sense. So like forty cc of LSD. Jeez, Louise, that's a lot of LSD for that's sure. That's enough to get the whole vi- village. The blazed. whole family. <laughs> gonna be Oregon, dude. <laughs> dude that's good. <laughs> Oregon, yeah. I mean, this this is interesting because this is the first time we've ever seen anything of this scale happen. Um in the in the country there are there are a few other countries that have practiced more lax drug laws similar to this um but you know and previously colorado was known for its uh making weed legal and i think recently they were talking about yeah and shrooms the psilocybin which they mention in oregon's list as well um but shrooms is specifically for um they're allowing it for people who are in critical condition and it's decriminalized Uh only in denver so it's not a statewide um, law. Probably, I bet you it's because they only have medical professionals that can do it there. Well, yeah, and I mean, also, I've heard I've heard lots of things about psilocybin, which is the active ingredient or one of the active ingredients in you know, magic mushrooms. It helps people cope with death and sort of helps people deal and with like that. PTSD, right? And, yeah, and PTSD. So it's sort of, you know, it might give people who are, you know, on their last leg a little bit of a, you know, a last goodbye, so to speak something kind of enjoyful or to enjoy along with this um the decriminalization is that all these amounts that we're seeing in this link i'm pretty sure you get a fine similar to a traffic ticket as you were saying and i'm pretty sure i saw something about people being sent to rehab uh if they were caught with it like it's not just a fine like you have to I don't maybe not have to, but you're 
probably like suggested to go to rehab by the government and like maybe if it's like over a gram oh interesting so they're actually doing like rehabilitation which is what yeah prison is supposed to be for yeah, rehab is definitely a better word than prison too. And one hundred percent, I'd much rather go to rehab than prison. Yeah, because well, rehab at least has promise in the word. Prison's prison. True. Rehab is. Prison I thought like previously, uh, rehab is just where rich people went when they had problems. You know, or celebrities. Well, yeah, that celebrities. They're included in the rich people bracket. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. But you know, like Celebr- celebrities never go to jail. They always they just have a problem. They go to unless they're Bill. <laughs> Which Bill? You the know. cause, dude. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I was don't, thinking Clinton. <laughs> don't call him the cause. No, dude. I thought you were talking about Gates. I was like, what did he do? <laughs> Not yet, bro. As soon as those vaccines come out, though, you're never, you're never going to see him again. Dude, have you, you, you got to watch him. Um, what is it called? There's this one show where they, they control the population by the vaccine. I was like, that's some wicked stuff. Because they re- they also release the virus that forces everyone to get the vaccine. I'm like, this is what's happening right now. Are you watching 2020? Yeah, it's just called 2020, the recap. Yeah, it's called this year. <laughs> it's just called right now. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening right now, the show. Yeah. Just live stream of outside. I also like that in this uh, in this article, which, again, I'll leave in the show notes wherever you're watching this, uh, it says 2 to 8 grams of methamphetamine. Like, why such a, <laughs> a range? Like, it's like, you, if you have... if you. <laughs> It's two to eight. If you have a gram, you're chilling. If you yeah. have if you have nine grams, you're fucked. But if you have two to eight, you're ch- you're just you're cool. I always hated that about drug laws. Like the just it's not a gradient. It's just like straight up a step. Like you have forty three grams, you're screwed. You know what I mean? But if you have forty two, <laughs> you you got a bad scale, you're just so you can't ride the line. You know what I mean? You better go like five hundred. <laughs> True. It, it doesn't make any sense, actually. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. But yeah, I don't I really don't know enough about this besides just like the basic I guess bullet points that they gave us when it first kind of came out. Um I'm interested to see kind of how far it goes and the the outcome of the law or And you said that's February? Yeah, the article uh it says the date at the top. It looks like starting February 1st of next year. Uh, the state becomes the first to remove criminal penalties for small amounts of street drugs. The law reduces penalties for possessions of larger amounts of drugs and redirects marijuana tax revenue towards services and programs aimed at addressing drug addiction and origin. Oh, that's sick. So they're they're taking the money that they make from legalization of weed and putting it towards like the rehabilitation of people who have obviously have problems and, yeah. and don't just need to see a prison cell. They need to see like help. Yeah, for sure. That's actually really cool. And I'm wondering, actually, too, is like all these amounts the um, that are similar to a traffic ticket. I wonder if like the whole thing would be like, we're going to not take you to jail, but we're taking what you have type of, type oh, of thing. Oh, like confiscate the. Uh... Yeah. They do that with like, weed in like Houston. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. Um, so it's like it could be a way to get the drugs off off the people, not ruin their lives by sending them to prison that's and interesting on the it other side helping so them with rehab. it looks like it says to anything over the 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 lesser threshold y'all mentioned earlier they're going to get misdemeanors which are still pretty serious so right. you get three three misdemeanors is equal to a felony which is 
I think there's some crazy math that they do in the legal system. <laughs> but uh, it's like three strikes you're out, but worse. Yeah, well, then three felonies no, like three and you go to jail, you're right? Literally out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three strikes and you're actually out. You're just gone. But, but yeah, so that's that's a it's still pretty serious. If you're starting to carry larger amounts of like I mean larger relative to the scale amounts, then you you do still get a misdemeanor. Yeah, and, and I mean this it kind of raises the question like do we think we're gonna see this in other states? Like we mentioned that Denver is allowing, you know, even magic mushrooms, but like Oregon said, fuck it, we're just gonna go, you know, full bore. Everything's fine. Do I mean yeah, do we honestly, think I think if they if they hold to their kind of principles of rehabilitating the public like i don't see it as a bad thing like if if they do it correctly it doesn't become corrupt as many things do i think it's a good idea like, i mean because i think too also like the common person that's have that has drugs is not necessarily a bad person right like like regardless of what it is even if it's like even if it's harder drugs that people are you know more intimidated by like heroin and meth the person may have just got addicted to it and and they're just that they're just addicted now and so they need ways out and it's really hard because you get in you get in a super super downing cycle that keeps you you know impoverished and also uh, addicted and so having this way to get out and give them a way to rehab I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. And it's like, it is at the end of the day, usually an addiction that's causing the entire thing. Like you said. So yeah. And it comes back to to that blame. Yeah. It comes back to, they don't need, you know, they don't need to see jail. They need help. You know, they they need, they need, uh, they need guidance. I don't think. And it's crazy how many people get addicted by legal ways. Like, um, if you have a surgery or something often they're trying to get away from it now. I know at least, they'll prescribe you morphine or some other yeah, kind of strong hydrocodone. Exactly. Yeah. And and then you take it and people, if they have to take it for a, an extended period of time, they will be develop a habit. And then they seek that, that dependency that or they seek that relief of pain. Because now if you think about heroin, it relieves pain and it does, you know, more, more things than that, obviously. But now whenever you don't have, have it, you're in pain that's kind of sucks, you know, and, and it's not just a mild pain. So you need it to not just hurt all the time. Yeah. And yeah. it started from a completely legal way. They, they were prescribed it and now they're addicted. And that's why there's yeah, songs from like Macklemore, like my drug insane. dealer was a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you get, you become like a, a zombie of your circumstances in a way. It's like, it's not your yeah. fault. You take the, the medication to get rid of the pain, which you're experiencing. And then you can't stop taking the medication, even when the pain's subsided, which sucks. And I, I can't even imagine. I've never really been addicted to anything. Um, not like that, at least. Um, I think so everyone I has their own addictions that they may not see. Yeah. And you know, this, it kind of, it's, it's probably a good time to mention, you know, if you or anyone, you know, are struggling with addiction, it's sort of never too late to try to help them or to get them help. You know, there's always someone out there. There's always something out there. That's the biggest thing is just like, it's, I'm happy that we're looking at a policy that's people helping people finally. Yeah. Yep. Instead of just like, Oh, you're bad, bad person. Go to jail. I mean, it just gets so villainized in just the media and other things that's like you don't imagine it's people as people sometimes yeah and i imagine it started like in like the 50s where it's like so you know things it, 
I, like the older you go back in in American society, like the more things were shunned usually, and like try to you try to hush it down. And so I think it's like, oh, you know, our cousins addicted to drugs. Like, oh, just send them off to they're yeah. gonna go off to jail, whatever, and like stuff like that. And so I think it spiraled out of that. And you know, a lot of people nowadays are starting to realize that people have different problems, people have different circumstances, and there's ways to help people cope and give everyone a little more level playing field. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and at face value for me, this was like, what the fuck is Oregon doing? Like, are they is everything good over there? But now after reading the the yeah, uh, the fine exactly. print where it's like they're redirecting um, tax sales of of um, marijuana to help these programs, it's like that's massive. Yeah, the I, other I, side I no of idea. this is that this kind of policy helps end the quote unquote drug war in America. Yeah, and it well, it it'll definitely. I mean, at least there, at least at least there, right? Well, in a weird way, the drugs are winning, (laughs) but it's not a bad thing. The drugs are winning by by not, yeah, like it. It's a weird way to put it, but the drug. I guess the drugs are winning by being legalized, right? But that's also understanding from the the government. People that are stuck in those situations safer from. Yeah. from bullshit like like the prison system and stuff like that that might not be completely fair to everybody yeah 100% but yeah all right i think um, honestly i think we gave that topic it's it's due diligence i don't i don't want to yeah. spend too much of the episode talking about cuz it's so, it's kind of a serious topic honestly so is is the it bullshit is. what is the bullshit there that like that like drugs are shitty i think honestly the bullshit is that we don't live there so we can't enjoy it you know what i mean okay okay i think the some shit is not there i think it's definitely in the fact that drugs are criminalized so heavily in america yeah that's 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 some bullshit that's true that is some bullshit for sure i i want to say to any future employers or anything i do not condone (laughs) recreational drug use (laughs) Don't not have it right unless now. it's legalized. Yeah, unless <laughs> yeah. you're in Oregon, then go crazy. Unless you're unless you're listening to this five years from now and it's fine, but, <laughs> but it's all drug tests. It's okay, you know, it's fine. I'm not trying to do two to eight grams of methamphetamine on the job. <laughs> Less than one though, we're solid. Or ever really, <laughs> or, or or ever also, yeah, yeah, or ever. <laughs> just on the job. Clarify. <laughs> All right, so the next topic is why, and this one that kind of hits close to home is why apps and games suck now. Um, and I and the I put, original the original like topic title was microtransactions in paid games. Yeah, and yeah, I want to know what you're kind of thinking on that. Yeah, this is something that it really sort of uh, this this specific thing makes me want to have this uh this topic on the podcast at all because um for anybody who's familiar with gaming uh generally in paid games you buy a game and you get content you know you there's some dlc uh downloadable content that you can pay for additional content but generally the full game is only hidden behind that first paywall the the price of the game but what we're seeing generally been yeah but what we're seeing more and more now is the free-to-play um like transaction style coming into paid games and what i mean by that is like free to play games because they're free games they have to make their money back to keep servers online to keep devs paid like 
Fortnite, Apex Legends. Yeah, you like, look at games like Fortnite and Apex Legends. They have battle passes. Um, they are like ten dollars uh, for the season, or you, and you can buy individual cosmetics on top of that. But the game at its core is free. You can play the game for free. You're not missing anything. You're not hindered you, at all. You're not hindered at all. No. But if you want additional cosmetics, you have to pay some money, uh, which is fine, right? Because then it's like you're paying the company. And it's a free game, so most people who have the game for free might be more inclined to give the devs money because yep. they got it for free. But uh, and I'll use um, Call of Duty as an as an example because it's something I've been playing a lot. Uh, the new Modern Warfare 2019, so last year's Call of Duty has it's a paid game, so it was sixty dollars on release, and with it you get multiplayer and for, you get Warzone. For the base version of it only. Too. Yeah, for the base version, there are other versions of it that include the battle pass and like any feature, any future. Um, dlc i think you get some other like pre-order bonuses and stuff yeah but so on top of that there's also a battle pass system so you can now buy the battle pass in the game which is 10 bucks per season on top of the 60 dollars. and there's an in-game store that has cosmetics and stuff so it's like and now that i've already paid 60 dollars for the game now you're gonna make me like pick and choose and pay for individual like like gear sets and stuff that i can wear in the game like it's I don't it know. blows my mind that you can pay for a game and then you have to pay for more like just content in the game <laughs> like well, you know yeah that's like, the idea is like you don't have to but you're kind of losing out if you don't yeah well, and that's in, the in, the gray area that's the sketchy part is just like you know it's a it's you it's a 60 dollar game you get the game you paid for but there are certain other things you know you get cooler characters it's like oh how'd that guy get that skin oh he paid 20 bucks for it. it's like shit and often the only way you can get stuff like that is by paying. I mean, uh, a lot of the times there still has to be, a, I think, a, a free way to get it. I'm not sure if that's a rule or not, but I know there usually is. And But it's just it's just so unlikely that you're going to get, especially a nice paid one, that the only way to possibly get it is by paying for it. Well, and I don't yeah, like that's that. A good point. That's a good point because Call of Duty does have, like, they have your basic battle pass and then the premium battle pass the basic one you'll get like maybe whatever guns come out that season or any any kind of basic camos that everyone will get um and then they'll have like four out of the like 60 tiers will have like 100 in-game currency and that's that's how they kind of i think get around like making you pay for it because like oh we're giving you free money that you could save up and pay for it but like the rate that you're getting it is so low. Yeah, it would take like three seasons to be able to buy it. One item, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one one battle pass. But and and so I guess the good, the saving grace behind is specifically COD's battle pass system is that they give you throughout the entire course of the season enough um, in-game money to buy next season's battle pass. But that's and it's a time-based battle pass, so it it only you experience or you progress through it as you play more time. So it's like that's mm -hmm. assuming everybody who buys a battle pass has like however many like a hundred hours or whatever yeah. to play through and be able to buy it back. So it's like it's kind of it's like you give and take a little bit, but it doesn't really do too much. Well, you know what they're fueling in that? They're, they're fueling the game addiction. Like, oh, you have to play more to get more, and the so dopamine you get, hit. You get more addicted. <laughs> that's really yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. That's a good sure. point. And then Maybe you see, I wonder if it's criminal. Video games are, are are an addiction. There are other vices outside of drugs that that can be called an addiction too. And I believe video games are definitely one of them. Is this an be. intervention or? 
No. But yeah, with yeah. you for you're addicted, dude. Okay, just <laughs> flat out. <laughs> so we're gonna move to Oregon to the point, or wherever, yeah. so you can get rehab. Is gaming legal in Oregon? I'll be fine. No, 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 that's illegalized. If you have over one hour, <laughs> one hour played, you get sent to jail. Yeah, no, and the two two to eight hours played is just a misdemeanor. So yeah, slap on the wrist. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, so and actually, I want to spend a little more time talking about like the freestyle, uh, the free side of it, because games like World of Warcraft, which is like one of the biggest games in the world, uh, is uh, is a subscription based game, but it's it's um. And I don't want to misspeak here because I've never actually played World of Warcraft, but I've just I've heard enough about it. <laughs> but it's a it's a subscription based game, so you pay you pay for it monthly, like you yep. would for Netflix or uh, you know Hulu or anything like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the in-game content is then grindable. You can get you can get to it all from inside yeah. that subscription. Completely. Okay, yeah. that's what you I can thought. also buy. There's also like a you can market buy. for it. Just like yeah. as in most games with in-game uh, items, you can there's there's a market for it, and that that's something interesting too. It's like, do you think we'll see more of the subscription platform of game? Like if if a, a, the next Call of Duty game yes. came out and it was like and it was just one big game and the only way you got access to it was paying ten dollars a month or whatever. Oh, you mean subscription based? No, I there's way more money in microtransactions than than a yeah. subscription based. I would and say at least. Too is- I kind of feel like COD is already subscription based. You just pay for the next update every year. That's an interesting yeah, it, point. It, it 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 is kind of that way. Um, I mean, think about Fortnite. Like, it just hit the scene and it's already made like f- like f- almost five billion dollars. The, the the microtransaction market is just so League of Legends. You're at like I think they make like ten billion. It's insane. That's true, and those are it's, both free games. Yeah, and so those are just microtransaction fueled. I mean, the biggest ones in history are still going to be single game, right? Like Pokemon and Mario and stuff like that. But I think that microtransactions are going to be the future, unfortunately, because you know I I just don't like it. I don't want to pay a whole bunch of little times. I don't like doing that. Yeah, it's a, it's nice because you get to customize what you get a little more. But at the same time, yeah. it's like I like the game as a whole, and I want to experience it all together. Yeah, and that kind of like led to a conversation earlier between you and i greg about like um mobile applications and how they've kind of gone from not necessarily free to play because you had to buy like little dollar apps or 50 cent apps or something like that but yeah and within the game you just played like you didn't really have to spend any extra money to get the full enjoyment of the game there used to be a lot of games that you could do that yeah and it seems like now it's like every single game has like Oh, progress six hours with five bucks or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, we're, it's you like can't a, play, you can't play the game right away. You have to wait or you have to pay. Like, dude, it was worse. Ads, yeah. It, yes, and then also like when a Clash Royale first came out, another big title which has made plenty of money. It's like the free to play people always had to you like you leave your stuff waiting. And at first it was I, I feel like most people waited at the time or at least I did because I didn't want to pay. And you're just like, okay, well, I got to wait. Oh, look, my town hall takes seven days to update. I guess I won't do anything for a while with that builder yeah, or whatever. And it's, like, and it's like, it doesn't make sense to me because like, if I were to develop an app, I'd be like, I want people to play this app every single day. As much as possible. 
as yeah. much as possible. But I think they're I banking on put some sort of wall. That's there. why there's microtransactions. Yeah, they're banking yeah. on all those people who are playing. Like out of you know the you know you take a sample size of ten that like six of them will pay that five dollars to skip the the seven days. You're doing good. I feel like if you get six yeah, out of ten, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, and then the four people who are like Greg are just like, well, guess I'm not gonna play Clash for four days. As they just can afford to run the servers for me. Yeah, they're just the like, they're people. just like, fuck it. You know, we don't care. We'll yeah. just scam yeah. your friends. Honestly, and I feel like a lot of that started from Facebook, like, like the uh, Zuck? like Farmville and stuff like the that. Zuck, yeah, Farmville. The Zuck yeah, did that's it? the big one I'm thinking of. Yeah, he stole the idea of microtransactions and implemented them on Facebook. He zucked it away. <laughs> he zucked them, dude. <laughs> he zucked them. The zucker. He called them zuckers. That's oh my god, dude. <laughs> Who are you? That's Honestly, the uh, that's the first place I could really think of microtransactions being. Uh, uh yeah. I, the, when I, I, the first one I remember. Let me think. I think it was probably some kind of phone app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Because, I mean, I got an iPhone when I was, like, 15 or something. I remember I... the first app I ever bought was uh, Touch Grind. That, like, little tech deck iPhone oh, app. Oh, yeah, dude. It was, like, it was like 199 or something. Yep. yep. The first, I the first one I bought. playing that in school, bro. Touch Grind? What'd you do on it? It was like it's it was just like, just like a virtual park. tech deck, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but it came out. I remember I got uh, like an iPod Touch for Christmas back when I lived in Alaska. Um, it's like several years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, and uh, and I was just I was just jamming out on uh, on my on my iPod playing this, bought, the, my first paid uh, app. <laughs> I bought Kotar, which is Knights of the Old Republic, a Star Wars game, on my Android. A really? long time ago. That was, I think, the first thing I bought. Because I didn't really buy any games, and then I finally was like, this looks really fun, and I convinced my mom to get it for me. I did not know that was a mobile game. Oh, I remember my first microtransaction experience. I remember, and it was also a subscription, too. It was... Um, they uh, got Pirates you. Of the, dude, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean Online. <laughs> Double dagger. Pirates oh, no. of the Caribbean Online. Yes, it was so good. I had so many friends on there. Yo. <laughs> dude that's insane actually yeah, we paid for i i eventually con uh, uh convinced my mom to do the subscription base so i had like the perks and then you could also buy stuff in game i remember that was like that was over dial up it was when we had dial up connection dude you that popped was, off that's probably when i was like 10 that was a while ago you were going hard bro i, w I was grinding I, that I game i played eight hours a day damn that was pretty good <laughs> honestly you know, i like think the first tier. game i ever spent money on after I bought it was probably uh, Minecraft, like getting different permissions on servers and stuff like that. You oh, did wow. that? You were one of those permissions guys? I never did that. Yeah, because well, it's like, you know, I would get a little bit of allowance here and there, and I would just, I would jam to this one server so hard, uh, like eighth grade summer going into ninth grade called uh, MonsterCraft. And I, I must have played like nine hours a day, just like, oh my God. I was on it from like sun came up to sun goes down. I'm on MonsterCraft, and I was just like, I'll just I'm I'll give you all my money, bro. Just let me let me do special things on your server. That's wild. I I played Minecraft so so much too, but I played I was more of a solo player. I would play a ton of modded Minecraft. So I played like up later. Yeah, I played like nine hours a day modded Minecraft so hard. I played uh, the Feed the Beast uh, mod pack because I love Direwolf and I watched I watched all his uh, videos. 
That's pretty great. I just remembered my first, or what I believe is my first microtransaction. What was it? Was it? A game, it was a game called Football Heroes. Uh, I okay. remember Football Heroes. <laughs> Football Heroes? And basically, it was like you had you had to like build your own team and like it would give it was like an animated kind of football game and you would open packs that had different players that had different like abilities and stuff and they could be multiple levels from like basic to like rare and um like we had like probably 20 different people in school playing it at one point and like we you could like play multiplayer go against each other's teams um and so at one point I was like not getting lucky with <laughs> with opening these packs, like the free ones that they would give you. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna lose to all these plebs in school. And so I bought like <laughs> I bought like a a five a five pack of packs. You got the, you like, got the bundle pack like, the four hundred percent value? <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was like ten dollars, I'm pretty sure. And oh, so I, I opened like twenty five cards or some shit like that. And only had the second or third best team. So, okay, still you, sad you, about it. So they paid. They probably paid like thirty dollars, <laughs> dude. It's very possible. One hundred percent, bro. No one, no one's out there grinding free games, having the best team. Everybody's like, no, I did it legitly, and they're just fucking dumping money into it. I was dude. the kid that grinded free games, dude. Come on, <laughs> that's fair, Greg. That that. But I wasn't good. But I wasn't like. I wasn't the best, you know, because obviously you can't be the best if you unless you pay a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like, it, and it makes sense, but it's so shitty. Like, what was what was the first app you ever downloaded on like an iPod Touch? Oh, uh, that's a good question. YouTube. No, YouTube came pre-installed on the iTouch. Yeah, it had the little like TV, the old like yeah. dial TV. Let me, let, me that. That, let me switch that to what game instead of app application. Oh man! I think honestly, it might have been Touch Grind. Okay, I think that was Dude, my Lydia, first one. L- Lydia, my wife, was saying that <laughs> we were talking about this today, and she said that what was it? Pocket God. She she got her parents Yo. to give her an iPod Touch just for Pocket God, just so she could play it. That game kind of went game. hard. You did. Like I, I remember grinding that for all the achievements in the game. Yeah, it was. There was like dope. thirty something or something an, like that. An achievement hunter. True, uh-huh. old school. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember my, my first game. I really don't. My very first game that I ever down. Da- I got the first thing because I remember playing all my friends like iPods and stuff like through middle school. And when I finally got my iPhone, I went to the app store and downloaded Doodle Jump. Yo, Doodle Jump was Doodle so Jump. good. What the hell? That Dude. was the OG game. And then just for weeks i tried to get the highest score on there and then show off to all my friends at school that's kind of like it's crazy to see that happen again like uh lydia's sisters will they'll they'll be like playing um what's it called a subway surfer and they'll just play for like oh my god they'll play for hours yeah that's subway surfer i remember subway surfer subway surfer temple run games like that joyride piano tiles too do piano tiles i didn't play that that much that was a fun one yeah, it was like it was basically just like a speed and a rhythm game. It was kind of fun. Yeah, not too bad. So I wanted this third topic was originally titled "Struggles of Making It as a Rapper," and it felt it felt too personal, and I didn't like that, <laughs> so I changed. I put it as a subcategory into a false hopes topic. I kind of have this like ongoing thought where people, in a general in a generality. 
will say, do what makes you happy, follow your dreams, stupid shit like that. But no one wants to put in the effort to help you do that. Ah, that's that's interesting. Actual bullshit. Well, so I I wanted, I wanted, wanted to ask you about this earlier because you said a little bit about it to preface the topic. Yeah. But I didn't want to get into it until here, really. But what do you mean when someone says, like, are you just talking to people on the street and they're like, yeah, follow your dreams? And you're like, (laughs) you're like, hey, what are you gonna do for it, punk? You know, like, what what do you just don't tell me to follow my dreams? Like. What are you talking about? <laughs> Greg, you know that's not the answer. I don't know. Why does your brain work this way? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's more like like just like people that you've you've known through school, work, family, friends, like stuff like that, that are like consistently I don't know. It's it's like it seems like they're, they're trying to give you like positivity, but it's like it seems hid like hidden under a veil of just like you mean it's just kind of surface level. It's just yeah, like it's, very, it's just their safe. shell of positivity. Then deep down, it's like I don't really care. Yeah, and then you go out and do something cool or that you think is cool, and then you bring it back, and you're like, "Hey, help me, help me spread the word," or like, yeah. or you know, invest in this opportunity or something like that. Um, be it monetarily or or time or anything like that. Um, and then just like, oh, cool, and then they just bounce, dude. I think this this topic is a little deeper than I think the the topic of asking someone of something and then asking them to do something on it or asking them a deeper like uh hmm. like even just the 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 situation of like hey do you do you support this cause and then they're like yeah and then the next question is will you help this cause by doing this that's like it, the, your numbers are going to go down so quick it's you very know I mean? complex yeah. yeah and I think that's kind of where it, ties into but i think at the same time if someone's invested in your life they should be there all i can think about when like what greg just said is that the breakfast club clip where charlamagne the god asks post malone what he's doing for the black lives matter movement yeah right it's like, i think it's about like, that a lot it's like well, yeah, i know i think about that way too much because it's like and i mean obviously I, this is you want to we want to tread carefully here as three white guys but of course um it, it's interesting because like what is he supposed to say it's like because it's like of course i mean everybody anybody of sound mind is going to be on board with that movement right you know the 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 intricacies of that movement and what their goals are it's like every everybody of sound mind is going to be on board um but then it's like (laughs) it's it it turns around and then it's like a smack in the face because it's like okay you said you're on board but like now prove it bitch like yeah yeah. well (laughs) that's the thing too is like it's like i know people that have supported movements such as that that aren't just going to go out and be like and post about it on twitter or instagram just to show off like i th- I think the people that do that probably have great intentions but they're doing it for the likes almost I don't yeah know, that's kind of my, my negative opinion on that but no and i think that's a, uh, a really important distinction to make because it's like as as someone who has some sort of or not speaking as someone but like if you are someone who has a uh, a spotlight you have to be careful about which directions you channel your your audience in right you can't yeah. just you can't you have to be more careful about saying certain things uh once you once you have a uh, a following, a following. And, I, and i think the hard part about getting people who don't have followings to convey messages is it's like they'd love to help but it's like how do they help if there's no people 
to listen to or that are going to listen to him. So it's like, it's about, I think it's about like sharing the message with enough people that like eventually someone is going to carry it. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, it's more doing sharing the ideas instead of sharing what you did for it. Right. Exactly. But when you have people like that, that are coming at you, just like, well, what did you do? It's like, <laughs> I guess just have the receipts ready. I don't know. Like what well, in, in, I, and when I when I first heard that and what happened, I was like, "Well, what do you? I mean, even then, what's the perfect answer? What is he looking for? He's obviously he's this is obviously some kind of content creation question. Like he wants oh, yeah, to it's a make, for sure. yeah, he wants to make a, a clip off this. And then also, like, what if he was to come back and be like, "What are you doing for this movement? You know, like like what if you uh, I, and for example." This is a drastic situation, but what if I was like, <laughs> what are you doing for starving children in Africa? Like there's pressing matters always. Like you can't just come up and ask people that. There's not a good way to approach it. It's more of like, do you do you agree with this and do you want to help? And if you do, here's the ways you can help, I think at least. Yeah, and I think that's that's is is sort of an important connection, not saying that being a rapper and helping children in Africa carry the same <laughs> importance, because that would be wildly <laughs> off base, but like understanding understanding what the person's goals are as their friend and just doing your best to help them achieve those goals is kind of like is kind of all you can do in a lot of ways because it's like everybody has goals and ambitions you know it's like my goal is to be a billionaire for example it's like you're not uh, like i'm not just gonna be like hey every every month give me some money so i can be closer to being (laughs) a billionaire like Like, i got my my payments wired to you every month it's got to be something a little more specific it's like hey i'm going out to do this come out with me and like hang out hand out flyers or something it's like it's got to be something more tangible you know it's or even like just like like hey i have product ideas and i want to sell something you want to just talk to me about them and and see can i get some feedback you know even something like that just conversation Even on my, like, I think on a surface level, I I get a lot of, like, if I am promoting, say, like, new music or something. Right. And I post on on any social platform, like, hey, I have new stuff out. If you would like to support me, share it or or send it to your friends if you think they would like this type of type of music or anything like that. Um, You don't see that happening a lot. Or at least I don't see that happening a lot. What, like the grassroots? Which might, might be it. Yeah, the grassroots stuff. I don't see that a lot. But no, and I think it's I think it's because a lot of people are timid, and it's like that's something um, that's something that I want to applaud you on is because you're not scared to share your content, and it's, and and for anybody who's kind of just following along, uh, Caleb is is a uh, I guess an up and coming rapper. You could maybe say that, or yeah, uh, or a, uh, yeah, a practicing rapper. He practices rap. I'll include I'll include some of his links in the show notes so you can check out his music. But um, that's yeah, that's I, kind I, of I why I wanted like, to push to this topic because it's it's something I personally find very interesting, like the mindset and and how you find um how you find the motivation through slow growth. Yeah, I mean, I honestly. I mean, as much as I'm making a big deal about this whole thing, I honestly don't care too much um, Like when people don't because it's just like, okay, cool, I know you're not going to at this point, but like, I'm keeping it in mind just in case I get big because then it's just like, well, you weren't there before. <laughs> so, right, it's like you didn't I, I, I kind of think about that just with like a bunch of different things. Like, I don't know, like different actors and, and 
and musicians and recording artists, like they all kind of come up on their own. And then once they make it, like everybody's swarming on them. Right. And then they get these relationships, friendships that aren't true. I feel like. Right. It's like the the famous people who are only friends with other famous people because they're famous. Yeah. And and it's like, it's sort of a circumstance of, your surroundings like you can't really fault them because it's like i don't live in hollywood now if i ever by chance became a famous actor i'd probably live in hollywood and i would be exposed to a lot more actors like i'm not just gonna run into brad pitt but i i definitely i get what you're saying because it's it's certainly it's certainly honestly i think what it boils down to is just putting yourself around in a a good environment whether or not those people actually are like out there peddling your shit you know, really actively helping you push your brand or whatever is as long as it's like a motivation or like a positive energy in your life. I feel like that's a, that's a, a good takeaway. And there's also like a, I feel like you can tell when someone's like motivational for less, I don't know, just because it's to be motivational and, and motivational because they actually believe in you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like there's some sort of like validity to it. Yeah, like there's, it's a deeper, it's a deeper thing. And I, I definitely think it's as, and I'm sure you've already developed this, but as you probably go through it, you've, you've seen it better and better in people. Do they actually oh, yeah. believe in me? And they think I'm going to make it or not, you know, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'd say like, it's, it's definitely easy because I know who my people are and I, I keep them close. So it's like, I'm not worried about if anyone else wants to join in on, on this kind of, movement or whatever's going on like then sure come come join i can i'll know that you're actually here to be here and not here for your own benefit you know yeah and uh but until then it's just like i'm cool with what i have and kind of who's with me yeah just gotta keep your nose down and keep grinding yep i mean a lot of if you listen to a lot of rappers i mean sometimes they've been singing about it. it takes many years for them to oh yeah fully make it yeah, nothing is immediate. And and I think that was that was one of the main things I wanted to touch on is because while we're specifically talking about um Caleb's endeavors as being as making it in the music industry, like this this top topic pretty much directly applies to any goal or or motivation you may have. Yeah. You know, whether it's it being does. the best at a specific sport or becoming the number one salesman at your company or or whatever, like it's the struggles of coming up and like having that motivation and that um that environment and those people behind you to push you is, is, is all too prevalent. And no matter what, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need good people and you need good friends. You know, it's crazy. Speaking of like your goals and stuff, I just found like an old presentation of my Google drive today <laughs> in one of the slides. And I want to talk about this cause it's really, it's, it's kind of cool to think about, you know, and to many that don't know, I grew up poor and, you know, I had aspirations and I thought I could meet them. And, you know, if you, I think if you, everyone grinds hard enough, you can get to somewhere you can be happy at, whether or not it be the the aspiration you had. Um, but the topic, I made a slide about me. It was a presentation about me. And one of the top or one of the slides said future and future said, I want to go to college and be an astrophysicist. I want to be successful and have a nice house and car. I want to get married and have kids as well. I want to work at an observatory. I was like, this is super cool because I've gone to college to get a degree. I have a house. I don't own the house. I rent the house, but you know, I, I imagine I will eventually. I have a nice car. Um, 
I want to get married and have kids as well. I've gotten married. The kids are coming. And I've worked at an observatory. So I was like, this is so cool. Like, th- like I've dope. stuck with my goals yeah. and I've reached them. You know, and, and how I know long that ago I can reach that, right? Uh, this was, I think, about 10 years ago. Damn. I've been it, grinding. <laughs> it makes me super happy. Like, I I just found this before we started the podcast. And I was like, it, it really, like, I, I've been losing a little bit of spark lately. And it definitely helped. That's good. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Those, those types of things definitely come around too. Like, it, it seems so like cinematic almost when stuff like that happens. Because I agree. I mean, if if you are feeling like down and stuff, like that was the perfect time for that to show up. And I heard you reading through it beforehand, and I was I was thinking yeah. to myself too. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Actually, it's like what he did, and, and and it's cool too because it's like it doesn't even have to be. It, they could have been wrong. But if as long as I transformed into something I'm happy with, that's all that matters. One hundred percent. And I was just about to say that because, like, in high school, pretty much up until I graduated, and even afterwards, you could have asked me what I wanted to do, and I would have said, "Oh, I want to be a petroleum engineer and follow my dad's footsteps." And and that was something that from pretty Good much plan. from <laughs> from childhood to graduation was something I was like, that was my dream. That was something I was passionate about. And then yeah. I took a I took a campus tour of Texas Tech and their their engineering building and I, I had gotten into Texas Tech as well as uh, UTSA where I'm where I'm going now, um, and I just went I went up to the campus which is so fucking far from everything by the way I don't know why anyone would go there. Um, is the one in College Station or where's that? At? No, it's That's in Lubbock. Lubbock. Oh no! It, it's so far from anything. <laughs> it snows there. It's still in Texas and it snows there, which is you know. Just kind of goes. That's to, an anomaly for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, never go to Texas Tech. But um, <laughs> anyway, I just I, I took a tour of their um, their their petroleum engineering department and their building, their engineering facility, and I was like, like this just doesn't excite me. Like I feel like I could do it, but like nothing about this really kind of gets me going. And so I ended up looking into some of the other schools I applied to and gotten into and found UTSA's cyber program. And I've loved that ever since. So it's like it, what Greg was saying about like the grind. It doesn't really matter where you're going as long as up is the, you know, the general direction. Yeah. And, and I think you have to be, of course, like happy. And so you have to, you have to be at least complacent in the place you've gotten. And that's, that's where, that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm complacent with where I'm at. I definitely want to do better. So keep working, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, that's the hardest part is like you have to you have to be happy, like you said, and you have to you have to know that you are capable of of doing it. Like if you have any doubt of anything that you're trying to to accomplish, you're you've probably already lost that battle. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's a little rough, but yeah, no, I, I mean, mean, like I feel like I, I really I don't know. I feel like that it's that drastic. Like if you're like, I can't do it. Well, there there you go. That's true. Yeah. Solidify that in your mind. This has yeah, been I kind think, of. I a... think you definitely have to change your mindset about it if you're going to yeah. complete it. But I think it's not un- unattainable. Then. No, I I, I completely That's agree. Me. I <laughs> I agree with both of you. This is this has been a very kind of sort of introspective and almost like dramatic episode, which I like because last episode was so lighthearted. So I like for there to whimsical. be whimsical. A whimsical. I like for there whimsical. to be. I like for there to be a balance. You know, I feel like we found we found our balance in this episode, so, which makes me happy. You know, what's crazy is we're not done yet. 
No, right. we we are coming up on an hour though, so I suggest we move into the guess the story segment, which ended our last episode. If anyone remembers that, you know what we could do? We could do like a serious rating on the podcast. It's gonna be like one through five, and this one would be like a three or four. And the last one would be like a you one gotta, or two. You got to be careful saying that though, because you say you say rating, you say three or four, people are gonna be like, oh, I guess we're rating at three and four. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. You don't want to rate our platform. own podcast. It's like they can't even give it a five themselves in the title. No, yeah, if you're listening, five stars, 100%. For sure. Yep. Nothing more, nothing less. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. So what is the story? Uh, all right, so for last last week, we ended our podcast on a topic I had typed in uh, called The Human Funnel. And it, was, it wasn't intentionally supposed to be a, like, guess the story segment, but Caleb kind of quick thinking, uh, quick thinkingly, which isn't a word, sort of brought it into <laughs> whimsically, <laughs> sort of brought it into, into a sort of a little segment and had um, him and Greg guess what the story was about. So um, we're going to turn it into a little bit of segment that's going to end every episode. So no matter what we talk about, there's always going to be something like goofy and sort of random at the end of every episode. Uh, so this week, the title of the guess the story segment is prosthetic aromas i'd know this i got it i'm gonna knock it out of the park you don't sure. know it there's no way i'm gonna knock it out of the park yeah i'm gonna tell you what greg i will pay you no money if you get it right how about you just like buy me a game or something how about you do a few microtransactions for me i hate it i hate <laughs> it yo can we microtransaction the podcast yeah for every 15 minutes you listen you... to you owe us a dollar no, if you if you want the guess the story segment, five cents. It's an you ad. gotta pay. <laughs> hold up, I'm sitting through my ad. Please wait. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. There's a mid roll. I want to go first this week, Greg. Yeah, yeah. What you want? Free country. Okay. <laughs> um, prosthetic aromas. My first inclination of this was some sort of small nanotech device that you surgically implant into your nose and control by your phone oh god to choose to choose any wow that you could possibly want you overthought it that's pretty wild dude you know they do that with like vr right honestly they do that already. Like with VR, you can buy like these scent kits, and then like in certain games, if you like walk up to a waterfall, it'll be like, "Oh wow, this smells like a waterfall." What does waterfall I'm, smell like? I'm uh, into w- it. Water, water and gravity. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Water plus gravity. I have, have you never played Pocket God? Forty mixture. <laughs> you never played. This guy's never played Pocket God. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So smell a vision. No, that's not the answer, Caleb. I got. It, I got it. Easy. Easy. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. So we're going to start at body odor, right? This is, and then we'll tie it all together. So okay. you're whenever you, already. it's correct, obviously already. And so whenever you, you get body odor, you know, it's, it's just an aspect you have, right? But say you don't have an arm. Well, you don't have body odor. You, you have prosthetic aroma. That's what it is. So it's like it's like so, body odor for people that are that are so if you, if you lose your armpits, if you lose your armpits, you still want to have some sort of smell. No, it's just the smell you get from it. You know, like say you haven't from just I, a nub. This is I don't even know how you how you phrase this, but I don't. No, I guess maybe, you wash it every once in a while. But if you don't, if you forget for like a couple of days, you got you got some bad build, prosthetic aroma. To build on your answer, Greg, 
maybe it's just like a perfume that you spray on your arm, your fake armpits. New from Chanel, prosthetic aroma. <laughs> I feel like we're nearly bordering on offensive territory here. No, oh, no, <laughs> I hope not. No, all right, but Greg was actually was actually, actually pretty close. My arms, so it's okay. I thought I don't know why I was like, it's got to be something related to the smell of like a prosthetic. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and this is a wild story. I only remembered really like rather recently while we were thinking about what we were talking about, like guess the story becoming a segment. But anyway, I'll set it up. So uh, when I was in middle school, I lived in Alaska. The location's not specific, but you know it'll help you paint a picture in your head. Um, I what? lived like all right. <laughs> I lived uh, about. <laughs> Five miles away or so from my cousin, he went to a different elementary school that was, like, in his neighborhood. So uh, whenever I was at his house, we'd go up to the elementary school. And it was uh, it was one of my favorites because, and I remember this vividly, it had, like, this kind of torn rubber instead of bark. Like, it was, like, just shredded tires in it. So it was, like, super soft and spongy. So we would always go there and, like, play tag and stuff. And every once in a while, there was this kid. I don't know his name, so we're going to call him. We're going to call him Clyde for effect. But, nice. Yeah, so Clyde would show up, and for whatever reason, Clyde was down a leg. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde only had one leg, and he was he was much younger <laughs> he was a than foot us. Short. Yeah, he was about a he was a foot short, you could say, which is that's a know, dad joke for sure. <laughs> so from like basically from like his knee down, it was a prosthetic, right? Like he had like a, a robo foot. I don't know what you'd call yeah. it. It's not, not robo foot. Yeah, it's not, not, not robo foot. It's not robo. Okay, and and you know, so um, he would play tag with us, but his fastest way to get around, he he figured this out. I'm not even sure how he would crawl. Like he would just like he would do like this kind of like mutated sort of dog crawl like you would do like leg and arms and nub and just like shoot across the floor they're kind of like a horse and every once in a while he would just take his leg off at you or, like near you and just yeah just yeet it just throw his leg at you and then he was this like, sounds like a bit no it's not a bit this is a true story <laughs> it sounds like a bit <laughs> and, it, and he would say just don't smell it just don't every time he would throw it just don't smell it and don't then, smell that prosthetic aroma and, then, and so and then if you know being a kid it was just you would just you'd smell it and it smelled just awful man it just smelled like it, it was straight up like bo but because it's like tucked in it's, the sleeve right so it's like a shoe stink sweat and dirt and like yeah okay it's like I'm yeah it was the pro it was the prosthetic aroma and 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 this man was mad fast with one leg down he was faster than a lot of the kids we played on the playground with which serious? was impressive and he that's he actually had really impressive glorious and he had quite the arm on him too because he could really just throw that thing i mean that's technically an extension of him so i was like he should I, in my head before he even said that i was like he should be just throwing this thing right away just like yeah he's i mean never, he's, he's locked, never it he's, he's locking <laughs> targets and hitting them with sneaky legs from like 10 feet <laughs> yeah. out he he like he random tomahawked him for sure. <laughs> yeah, cross, cross map prosthetic tomahawk. But I mean, it, I just I had to share that because I remembered it and it like left this weird spot in my childhood memories. And I was like, this man threw his prosthetic leg at me and told me not to smell it. I can't believe that that actually happened. That actually sounds like some kind of bit. The it scent does, that yeah. I'm imagining is really making me upset, like sickly upset. No, it was a bad. It was the worst smell too. It smelled like is it, it like was a like cast cast smell. You yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, exactly. It, it was like cast smell. Oh god, <laughs> or like band aids, like old band aid. Yeah, it was like that. It was like a bad shoe or like the inside of a cast, Ooh. like kind of just really gnarly. But I mean, like homie could oh. move. He could really move. Wonder what he's up to. Clyde. Well, so that's that's the thing is like once you lose like a sense, the rest of your senses grow stronger. I don't think that's how that Reaching, works. 
he lost the he lost the walking, so his crawling grew. Oh my god, <laughs> Clyde! If you're out there, reach out to us. So we definitely yeah, want to yeah. hear from you. Reach out to us at uh, some bullshit at gmail.com. <laughs> we definitely want to play a friendly game of tag. <laughs> We'll put it on this site. <laughs> it's his, his legs probably oh. bigger now. We're gonna get knocked out oh from his legs, bro. He's got. He's probably got a big like. like he's got a cyborg a leg now. He's got a chunk now, <laughs> dude. Cyborg, dude. That's... I I, I want to get augmented so bad. Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to be like <laughs> what, cyber. What part of you just... do you want augmented? <laughs> just guess a part. And that's probably it. <laughs> guess a part. New segment. Call me Robo Dong. <laughs> all right that was that was too easy <laughs> wait hold on hold on there's like one my spine that we don't have really time to get into but it is called parting thoughts where we leave you with our parting bullshits and uh this week's was very simple uh being gluten-free is a scam so we're gonna i don't like it, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> for, for anybody who doesn't know Greg's wife Lydia is gluten free, and I had this thought. Uh, she's a so, celiac. <laughs> That's not what. <laughs> she's a, she's not a gluten free. Gluten- it's, she is gluten free though. It's like a. It's not like a certification she has. No, yeah, no, she's yeah, certified she gluten. She got a hundred on it. No, God, she's a hundred percent gluten free. She's a she's a celiac, which I'm pretty sure that's when your skin starts to fall off, right? Yeah, yeah, that's basically. yeah, and then, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. She's a leper, pretty much. How'd you know? <laughs> but yeah, so you know, leper celiac. Yeah, write us back what you think about being gluten free, and uh, and and we'll we'll discuss it in the next episode. Thanks Probably for not listening, scam. everybody. Not a scam. <laughs> Don't agree with this man. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Adios. Oh, and by the way, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed it.